have enough. I have enough of those nuts busted on uh, every single time that Wentz gets hurt every single year. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us yet again for an amazing episode of From the Couch Sports. I have with me tonight, Kieran. Howdy, boys. How are we doing? Howdy, indeed. Eric. What's up? And, of course, it is I, Jerome, the moderator. So we're going to jump right into NHL and free agency. Go. All right, yeah. So um, NHL free agency opened up, I believe it was last Friday. Uh, since then, you know, a bunch of teams have been scrambling. There's a lot of big um, <clears throat> free agents out there, mainly at the goalie position. Uh, we got the King, Henrik Lundqvist, uh, keeping it in the Metro division, signing with Washington. Uh, subsequently, the Washington goaltender, uh, Braden Holpe, has been taking his talents out to the West Coast, uh, the West Coast of Canada, that is, in Vancouver. Corey Crawford signed with the boys, the devs. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Uh, we got some, finally got some uh, Stanley Cup pedigree in the locker room that isn't just Travis, Travis Zajac. So that's, that's going to be nice to have. Something more recent than 2003 uh, will be nice to have in that locker room. <clears throat> I'm trying to think what else. Well, what else was a so, big goalie okay. signing. So, so who oh, Mark, Markstrom, to, Markstrom to, Cal, to Calgary. Yep. And uh, uh, probably, the big, the, probably the biggest free agent signing of all time. And Eric, I'll let you take this one away. The king of dick sucking lips himself, Taylor, the lips Halsey is uh, heading out to Western New York to hopefully make that, you know, make sure this, the Sabres aren't the new mistake on the lake. Let's fucking go. First of all, that man <laughs> is a man rocket. He is a handsome ass dude. He is a very handsome man who could suck a goddamn softball through a garden hose. That's for shit sure. Well, you were sucking his garden hose for many moons. Still are. And you better still, still be doing would. it. Yeah. I still would. <laughs> um, but now it's my job. Because he's on my team, and I cannot be more excited. Honestly, I the- pass the torch to you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I am up to the test. Uh, Hope that throat's warmed up. So I love that this is a one-year deal. I like I like it for Hall. First of all, I'm a big fan of him, regardless of whether or not I was a big fan of the move to Phoenix. I was, you know, I, I like the way he plays. I think he's a great player. Uh, and I like that he's giving this a one-year go because it's smart. The Sabres aren't a very good op, uh, you know, franchise, period. And he's really, he's not, he's getting paid good hockey money, which is a important distinction because $8 million isn't a whole lot in other sports. But I think he's going to pair well with Jack. And you've seen it before. This guy can move team to team and be productive wherever he goes. So... You know, it's all about keeping Jack. Hopefully they can re-sign him. You did miss Hudobin staying in Dallas, which I was kind of surprised. Right. I was kind of hoping the devs would try and make a move for him, but I think um, I think he likes his situation there. Um, it's going to be interesting when um, Ben Bishop, it was a different alliterative name. Um, but yeah, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see what happens when Bishop comes back. It was his team initially. You know, but Kadobin um, got him got him where they wanted to go. Um, I think another big one is uh, Petrangelo to Vegas. Yes, that's a huge one. Um, St. Louis is losing their captain. Mm-hmm. Um, he's moving to the team that uh, beat them in the in the in the Stanley Cup playoffs two two years ago now. Two years or ago, or a year ago maybe. 
two, no, years no, ago, two, yeah. years, two years ago, the Knights lost to San Jose, I think. Right. So a year ago, a year ago, yeah. uh, St. Louis beat them. Um, but St. Louis did make up for that. They signed Tory Krug coming out of Boston, which is a huge signing. It is. Um, you know, a, a lot of Boston fans are sad to see him go. A lot of Boston fans thought he was going to be, a, you know, a TD Garden lifer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and speaking of Boston, also in this free agent news, um, no word on Zidane Char yet. It's going to be uh, interesting to see if, you know, uh, he wants to take maybe a team-friendly deal with Boston, if he wants to shop around other places that might be, you know, looking for kind of a leadership role, you know, second pairing, maybe third pairing D-man, just to give the locker room a little bit of, a little bit more leadership. Or if he's just going to say, fuck this, I'm 43 years old now, I'm done. Yeah, he's that's a player who's got nothing left to prove. And – for sure. And honestly, I think that you do there is something lost when you stay on one team for forever. There's some kind of oomph that loses its its juice. You know, after especially after what 20 years um in Boston. But mm-hmm. you know, moving past him, let's talk about the worst team in maybe a decade with the Red Wings. I think Iserman was awesome. Um <laughs> Yeah, Stevie Y, dude. Yeah, Stevie. Yeah, Bobby Ryan's a great player for cheap. Um, mm-hmm. Thomas Grice was a great signing. I think Grice was great in the playoffs. I think Grice, I think, I think that New York Islander system is a great system, but I think he's a good player above and beyond that. And the most important piece is Mark Stahl. Mark Stahl has been great for a long time and he doesn't get enough credit. Honestly, Henrik Lundqvist has a lot to thank for Mark Stahl, you know, defending in front of him. So, you know, there were, there was a lot of interesting moves here and, None the least of which was just the timing of it all. I mean, free agency taking place when I think the regular season would already be going, you know? That for was sure. Kind of yeah, I think um, Nemestikov was a good signing there as well uh, for them. Yeah. I thought, I thought you know, he, he's a great little player too. And as well as uh, John Merrill, the only reason I bring him up is he was in the New Jersey organization for a while, um, up and down uh, between the AHL and, and the NHL. He's he's a great player too. He's a he gives a lot of depth at the at you know on the forward line position. You being a third line, um, fourth line uh, forward. But I think also, dude, um, we we neglected to mention you know, arguably another one of the worst franchises in sports right now. The Edmonton Oilers locked in fucking Tyson Berry, dude. Yes, Tyson Berry is a phenomenal, phenomenal hockey player. Um, they got Mike Smith into Tyler Ennis. Uh, Kyle Turris also, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what they do there, but I think adding Tyson Berry to the Dreisaitl and McDavid equation, you know, Tyson Berry is a phenomenal offensive defenseman. He's going to be given a lot of breakout passes and getting a lot of assists, addition it to, to McDavid and Dreisaitl. Yeah, I like, I like the Berry move. Um, I think the Maple Leafs may be one of the dumber franchises in the league uh, because they have so few. That defenders. is one franchise. I don't care what the money is. I'll take league minimum to play anywhere except for the Toronto Maple Leafs. That is the biggest, like, highest risk, lowest reward franchise to play for. Yeah, and there's so much because pressure it's... too from the fans and everything. Oh like yeah, one hundred percent. You're in the you're in the largest city in Canada, playing the biggest sport in Canada on the highest level in that sport. Like the microscope in... that you're under is just insane as opposed yeah. to playing in fucking San Jose, California, where you can just fuck around and hang out at the beach all day. Yeah, imagine imagine if you're a tourist and you're like, fuck it, I'm in Canada. This is the place where hockey was born, you know? Like, I'm going to go see the Hockey Hall of Fame. And then someone says to you, 
oh, did you know there's actually a team that plays here? And you're like, really? What team is that? And you're like, oh, the Maple Leafs. And they're like, and as a tourist, you're like, they must be really great. And you're like, actually, here's the thing, you know? Um, but no, I mean, getting back to the Oilers, like, yes, I love the Barry move. I don't love the Mike Smith move. I love Mike Smith. I do. But his time has come and gone. You know, he was he was awesome when he was a Coyote. I mean, he's he's been a great goaltender, but they really need to solve that problem. It's been a huge problem for them for as long as I can remember. So at least since their last playoffs appearance before this past year. So, or actually, I'm sorry, they didn't even make it into the playoffs this year. So never mind. No. But <laughs> this is what I'm saying, though. So that's, to me, yes, their defense needed to be shored up, but I don't think Tyson Berry was necessarily the move they needed to make. They didn't need help offensively. On the blue line, yes, but they needed defensive. Well, I mean, like, and I feel like he brings that too. Like he's a he's, he's a, like he's an offensive defenseman, sure, but like you know, at the the root of it all, he's a defenseman. You know. Yeah, he is. There, there's different styles of play, and you know, there, there's that like, and there's definitely like guys they could have gotten that could have brought a more defensive aspect to the game, and you know. Sure, yeah. they might have just gone for a big name signing for the sake of having a big name signing because they haven't really had one of those, yeah, really since they drafted McDavid, which you know isn't really a signing, so to speak. Right. No, I I think it was interesting. I think it sets up the season for a really cool year. And honestly, as a Sabres fan, I've, I haven't been this excited in fifteen years. But uh, your top yeah. six is insane looking right now. I'm not gonna lie. I'm trying not I to saw get like a. Yeah, I, I forgot who someone tweeted it out, but it's like someone was just like, yo, did anyone check out the Sabres top six now that they signed Hall? And it's fucking insane. Yeah. I mean, and the fact that Victor Olofsson just kind of lucked into the situation where now he plays with Jack Eichel and Taylor Hall. How fucking excited are you, bro? Like, you know, like. Dude, the number of assists and like perfect, like just like kind of tap ins that you're going to get coming from those two, man. Like, Taylor Hall is a finished machine. Yeah, fucking Jack Eichel's an assist and a finish machine. Like that line is going to just put up ridiculous number of points this year. I agree. I agree. But I didn't. I mean, it's it's wanna... the year. It's the year of the Buffalo on the Chinese calendar, man. It's the year of the Buffalo. <laughs> you got Josh Allen MVP. You got a Hart Trophy winner signing for honestly not a whole like eight million dollars for a year for Taylor Hall for a guy who won the Hart three years ago. Do you, do you know, pop quiz, Karen, do you know when the last time the Sabres had a Hart Trophy winner on their team was? Holy fuck. Were, were they the Sabres at that point? Were they were they <laughs> playing somewhere else? Yes. You want to take a stab? <laughs> they were the Sabres. I honestly couldn't even venture a guess. It's been literally 20 years. Dominic Hasek, when he left to Dominic go. Dominic Hasek. Fuck. Yes. Yes. Greatest goaltender ever. Don't at me. All right, let's switch it up. Let's switch it okay, up. Okay, Martin Brodeur, and you can go fuck yourself, but moving on. All right, folks, now that we've gone through all the sports that nobody really gives a shit about, on to what really matters, football. I could, I could think of an entire country that would disagree with you. Okay, well, nobody gives a shit about that country. Moving on. Fair That's point. a fair, fair yeah, point. Fair, fair. Sorry, Canada. You just, you're just kind of there. Week five. Crazy place. <sighs> Patriots Denver gets pushed. Absolutely. We have a Tuesday. We have a Tuesday night game. That was awful. Felt weird. It was awful. very weird. Are you kidding me? It was crazy. It was amazing football. It put my whole week out of whack. 
I, I, I came to work today thinking it was Tuesday. I, I don't know when waivers are going to process in fantasy football. You know, like obviously it really tells you when waivers are going to process. I know. I know. The point is it just put everything out of whack. Hated it. I just thought it was weird because like, it kind of put me in this mood where it's like, Ooh, sports on every single day. And then there was nothing on today. And I was like, wait a minute. No, where's, where's we football? needed a day, Karen, we needed a day like today. So we could do this. Good point. Also funny. You mentioned that because you love baseball and baseball's on a double header. <laughs> uh, no, I love Yankees baseball. I will not watch any other baseball game unless I'm just trying to like kill time. For some yeah, it's reason, just like it's just like he's not a Duke fan; he's a Duke basketball fan. Precisely. I know you're saying that sarcastically, but that is true. Back to football. Back to football. Week five, crazy place. Jumping right into it because we've already wasted way too much time on trash nobody cares about. Uh, player of the week for me, Ryan Tannehill. 21 for 28, 195 passing yards, three passing TDs, one rushing TD. Unbelievable. Dropped 40 points on Buffalo. I was shocked and dismayed, but considering that Ryan was on my team, I was very happy to see it. Do we think he's for real? Do we think now that this is going to continue on to the end of the season? I mean, dude, he went he he went from like the cold. They they could barely practice and stuff like that. The whole team went cold and then smacked around one of the best defenses in the AFC. I don't know. Are they one of the best defenses? They don't look like it. They're touted as being one of the best defenses in the AFC. You're absolutely right. They don't necessarily they're not playing like it right now. You're right. There there's some stuff that remains to be seen there. Karen, who's your player of the week? Uh, my player of the week uh, was actually the Baltimore Ravens defense. Um, they played absolutely out of their mind. Divisional game at home. Did they really uh, play out of their minds, or did they just pick on? I mean, the- they. Yeah, I mean, they did what they normally do twice a year: is just absolutely shit pump the Bengals. Poor Joe Burrow, but I mean, hey, kid, this is the pros. You got to deal with adversity. It's all about how you bounce back. You're gonna play you in know. the division with Cleveland. And and Baltimore Pittsburgh, and, and Pittsburgh. you're going to play in a division with like three of some of the like, you know, three. I would say those three defenses would be in the top ten defenses in the NFL, and you play in that division. Like, it's going to be tough, to, man. As, as yeah, as a young quarterback, it's going to be tough. Get used to it. You know, if you're not putting up numbers, guess what? You're going to fucking stay there, buddy. Yeah, twice a year he plays two defensive player of the year candidates for the next ten years. So. Wake the fuck I don't up. Know about 10. I feel like, I feel like it's, he's going to get fed up eventually and he's going to demand a trade, but he's got to put numbers up first before Eric, he becomes marketable. Two, who are those two, two defensive players you're talking about? TJ Watt and Miles Garrett. Okay, good. That's who I was thinking yeah. of. But I, I was like, I was like, I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> what? I, I hope that's who he's talking about. Yeah. You can um, talk yeah. About, the like, only the Watt brother who actually matters and Miles Garrett. I don't know. You know what? That that interior uh, defense. Actually, you know what? No, you know what? Uh, Derek Watt better than JJ Watt. I'm just gonna say it. The, yeah, the fullback Derek Watt. Give me fullback Derek Watt over JJ Watt any day. The defensive lineman for Baltimore, I think Green is his name. He was an LSU kid. 
um, that that specifically said like, yeah, they had blood, he, him and Burrow had bad blood from LSU and he purposely went after him all day and he's been having a great season so far. So there, there's another one. He he's, he's, he's a yeah. dark horse candidate for uh, uh rookie uh, defense, defensive, defensive rookie of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the D Roy D Roy uh, Eric, why don't you tell us about your, your player of the week? Karen stole my thunder a little bit because I'm glad to say this. Let me just switch my hat around because it's definitely going to be the Rams defense special teams. Um, they were, they were unbelievable last week. Um, in some formats, it was 12 points. I think in ours, it was 12 points and others. It was 14. Um, I started them in all three and they Who were play? play the Washington football team. Okay. Yeah. There's uh, the, the, the no, team no, that no, beat no, you, no, no, the no, team no, that no, beat no. you guys. No, no. Nice the team try. that beat no, you guys. Week one. Uh, you, that you, team. You have nothing. No, to no, no, no. Nice try. Nice try. But Kieran, Kieran just, Kieran just listed the Ravens defense, right? As his player of the year, uh, or is his player of the week. And Please? guess what? Hang on. <laughs> guess what? That same team, uh, put up 350 yards on that touted defense against the Rams 108. All right. Against the Eagles and the Cowboys, the Rams dominated them defensively. That Cowboys offense that is so, so prolific. They got what? 17 points. So let's start talking about this defense of the Rams who is third in yards allowed and fourth in points allowed and just allowed 108 yards offensively sacked the quarterback eight times. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to denote the fact that they've been a very good defensive team this year. Cause they have been, but when you're playing against an offense where the quarterback has one and a half legs, it waters it down a little bit. Hey man, you laced up the shoes. This is it. You laced up the cleats. Which he should not have done, by the way. That's one thing like I wanted to address. Like, Alex Smith should not be playing football right now. No, like, you Alex almost is. you almost lost your leg last year, dude. I will I will say this. I've spent years hoping that the Rams literally hurt people that they play against. Um, and I started doing that against when they were when Alex Smith came in, and then I realized, oh my God, no, stop. Like, stop, please, God, you're hurting him. Like <laughs> he he's gonna lose his life. But if, I mean, if there's one thing that that game showed is that it's modern medicine has come so far because that man got sacked a lot and he just kept getting up. Kieran, Kieran, there was a play in which Aaron Donald, literally he gave Aaron Donald a piggyback ride on that bum knee, like modern science, dude. It's fucking crazy. 350 pound man. (laughs) I, I feel like it should be known that he didn't not, he didn't hurt his knee, his femur broke exploded not even just broke his it wasn't a clean was, break his his femur like splintered his knee was fine it's his femur that was that was bad point still stands okay you, you know yeah, yeah yeah okay all right you've you've had your little your little i got to talk about the rams Congrats. i'm happy now good for you so we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna move on to the super soft player of the week um for me it was uh it's it's he's a good player he just had a bad week um he needs to step it up tyler lockett uh four for five receptions uh four receptions out of five targets um and 44 yards it was just completely not in character for him he should be having a lights out game every game um 
especially against the Vikings, who are figuring it out, but still it's the Vikings. Um, so fuck them. Uh, so Tyler Lockett, fucking give your balls a tug. You're better than that. You really are. So fucking get it together. Karen. Honestly, dude, I'm going to stick with defenses here, man. Kansas City. What in the motherfuck happened there, man? I mean, I get, you know, v- Vegas is on the come up. They're playing well. But still, man, you're a Super Bowl champion defense. And you let the Las Vegas Raiders put up a fucking 40-burger on you. And granted, this is the best Derek Carr has ever looked since I've been watching him play. But, <clears throat> I mean, I don't know. Fuck, man. I would have expected a much closer game than 40. I mean, like 30, 40 to 32 is a fucking, you know, shootout. But yeah, you you don't want you, you guys just bad. you guys just want a Super Bowl, and like I think the Super Bowl hangover is is hitting them hard. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. The Raiders are a good team, um, mm. and they the the defense has been playing very well since I think like the middle of last year. So, but I, I'll say this: you do not want to be the squad known for letting Derek Carr show off his run a train on you at home in a divisional game. Like Derek Carr is showing off his big arm, quote unquote, against you. Not a good look. (laughs) Not Not a good look. look. Um, Who's your super soft player of the week? So like Jerome said, he's a good player and I'm actually sticking with the same game, but Antonio Gibson let me down big time. Um, The Rams are missing, missing both of their starting inside linebackers. This should have been a great matchup. And for some reason, he wasn't even playing in, like, the second half. Uh, he didn't garner a single point. Alex Smith wasn't throwing to his receivers. He was only throwing to his running backs. And he let a lesser talent take all the touches and all the snaps. He wasn't even playing, and he's healthy. So, fuck you. Get better, because I need more from you, bud. <laughs> yeah, uh, man. One fantasy owner who you don't know about needs you to do better, you piece of shit. He's not just a fantasy owner. He's on an, an unknown podcast. <laughs> a fantasy owner on a podcast that six people listen to needs you to do better. And we thank you, our six listeners who happen to be the three of us, half of us. So, hey, great and job. Three other people. Yeah. Hi, mom. Hi, mom. God, I hope my mom doesn't listen. To <laughs> I know. Yeah, I was going to say, I, was like, I know for a fact my mom doesn't, but if both of your moms listen, I am so sorry to the both of you. <laughs> I think Eric's mom knows that he's a trash person. Um great. <laughs> Player of the week. Oh, sorry. No, sorry. Player to watch. Player to watch. Thank you. Uh, Player to watch. Uh, My player to watch is um, kind of a tandem just due to the matchup. uh, And one doesn't really do well without the other. And the other won't do do well without the other one. Get it out. D Hopkins and Kyler Murray. Okay. The Dallas secondary. Big game. Big, big, big game. Big. Big Cardinals win hands down. Fuck. Yes. I'll say this. It's a toss up. That Cardinals team is a little bit more suspect. They're a little bit more suspect than people thought they were. Yeah. But like, it's the Cowboys secondary. So it's like, if anything, they've gotten worse with time. Like they haven't aged like a fine wine. They've aged like milk. <laughs> Kyler Murray is a better quarterback than, uh, Dan, what's his nuts? And what Hopkins is a you mean, better. You mean, Andy, you mean the Red Rocket Andy Dalton, who's actually starting on Sunday? No, I'm talking about the team that almost beat 
the Cowboys last week. Oh, Dan Jones. I see. Okay. Kyler Murray is a better quarterback. Hopkins is a better wide receiver. They, they they will make things happen all day. Um, Eric, tell us about the player to watch for this week or players. If you're going to select a defense, which you are apt to do tonight, apparently. I've only done one. Karen's got two. So. You actually I have done two. Yeah. <laughs> My player to watch is Ryan Fitzpatrick. Boys, let's soak it in. We don't know how much longer we got. And This is the longest he's gone into his season. It's like they have a Heisman winner sitting on the bench right now, and the kid from fucking Harvard is slinging the ball. And, dude, this is, this is why he's the player to watch this week. He's playing the Jets. The Jets who just lost Lev Bell. The Jets who are Ooh. still starting Joe Flacco. And guess what? Ryan Fitzpatrick has no mercy for you. He oh, is that's, that's why I picked up my no, no. defense. Forget, forget, forget whatever you just said. It's the Jets that are still miraculously being coached by Adam Gates, the quote unquote QB whisperer who should just dunk his head in a fucking toilet and fucking drown himself. I will tell you this. The guy I that think, just released Love Bell. I think yeah. I the think, guy that just released probably a top five running back in the NFL because he couldn't figure out how to use him. Yeah, he might be five. He might, he might be, he might be washed. But the point is, I think this is going to be the career uh, highlight for Ryan Fitzpatrick is hanging 38 on this terrible team, them losing absolute faith, not wanting to play anymore. And Adam Gase getting fired the next fucking day or that night. I just love, I just love that Ryan Fitzpatrick is the personification of, I don't give a fuck in the NFL. Like we get to see it. So, dude, just like like sign me to a core a quarterback starving team. I'll collect like he's like his net worth is probably very fucking high. He's been in the league for a very long time, and like he's been making, you know, not Patty Mahomes money obviously, but he's been making good money. Like he's not he's not taking league minimum, you know. The guy that scores the highest on the Wonderlick, I'm sure he has a great investment program. Oh, dude, one hundred percent, man. He. He got a big contract from Buffalo back a long time ago. He's he's doing fine. he's doing fine. Yeah, no, yeah, no. He's he secured the bag once, and now he just has embraced the journeyman quarterback role, and just kind of like, hey, I'm gonna give you a solid six weeks. I'm probably not gonna do good. That rookie you just drafted, he can take over from six to seventeen. And and to your common thread of uh, discussion points, Karen, he's played two seasons in Tennessee, and now two seasons in Miami. What do those two states have in common? COVID. Okay. Fair. No state tax, motherfucker. No he, state you know, tax. Fuck ton of money. Fuck ton of money. For doing nothing. For grooming his beard. Love him. He's doing how much you want how much you want to bet? He ends up in how much you want to bet? He ends up in Tampa Bay when Tommy Boy retires. Or Jacksonville. <laughs> He's gonna stay in Florida, dude. He ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Who you got for a player to watch, Kieran? Uh, my player to watch, I'm going to keep it in the same uh, game as Jerome, man. Andy Dalton. Make it in his, making his starting debut for the first time in, fuck, who knows how many years, honestly. I I couldn't tell you, but, you know, this is a big game. He, you know, did okay-ish enough to not blow the game last week after Dak absolutely just destroyed his ankle in a proceeding from CBS that I will never forgive them for. Goes right up there with showing the Kevin Ware replay like eight times. Whoa. I don't understand what it is with CBS and showing people having horrific injuries in slow motion eight times from 20 different angles. But yeah, this is like a. I'm just going to say, I appreciate I feel, it. 
I feel like this is a big game for him, man. He's always been, in my opinion, a, a decent enough quarterback. He's not, you know, for the majority of his career, he never had a huge amount of weapons, you know, beside green. Um, now he's got three very good wide receivers to throw to. He's got Zeke Elliott to fall back on, you know, probably the second best running back in the NFL right now. It's, it's going to be interesting to see what he can do, you know, fresh start, fresh team. I don't know. We'll see. No, it, I, I sit here and I think also myself, I do. I do want to, I do. I did also want to, I did also want to mention when they're, when they're showing the, the replay of like Dak, like absolutely like obliterating his ankle and Tony Romo in the background, just going, you know, you got to hope it's just a cramp as Dak is lifting his leg with his foot at a 90 degree angle pointing the other direction. It was just like, that's the most I was eating. Cramp I was eating time. when I watched that. I couldn't finish what I was eating. I couldn't finish my meal. I was like, eh, we're done well, here. You came so gonna... hard because I know I did. Uh, you're a bad person. No, I, I have enough. I have enough of those nuts busted on uh, every single time that Wentz gets hurt every single year. Okay. Well, that's, oh, that's the that's quote the of the episode. Because my quarterback is still standing. Standing, but playing football for yeah. now. For now, yeah. <laughs> he's still playing and beat nearly beat one of the best defenses in the league with fucking backup wide receivers. Meanwhile, you guys spent the money on having some of the best, best physically capable wide receivers in the league, and you can't beat anybody. Who are you talking to? Hey, no, me. He's talking to. Me. to no, he's talking to me, Eric. Oh, Eric, this is an this is an interdivisional conversation. See your way out of it. Both yeah. my receivers just got paid. That's why I thought you were talking to me. I was like, whoa, uh, whoa. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck, fuck out of here. Third place in the NFC West. This is between a battle between uh, place, two division leaders here. Watch them out. Hey, this is this is about two teams that are fighting for an actual two. playoff spot. Okay, this is about two teams that are fighting for a playoff spot. It's <laughs> funny though, because that's what it's going to come down to. It's it's either going to be the eight and eight Eagles or the seven and nine Cowboys. God, sorry. You, the You hope the record get that good. You hope. Yeah. Pray. We all pray. Jesus Christ. I don't even like your division. Yeah. And I pray that. Karen, it's, Karen, if anything, it's going to be, it's going to be eight, seven and one. If anything. Oh, right. You're right. You're right. No, I, I forgot about the time. So what you guys are three and one and we're two and three. Correct. Yeah. It's going to be country. five. The five, ten, and one Eagles in the playoffs against the from- against the second place Rams, who went twelve and four. <laughs> All right, boys, game to watch. Okay, so I went with the uh, I went a little bit off kilter. There were some better games, but I chose the Packers at the Bucks. So I think these Packers are for real, and this is mainly so that we can enjoy Tom Brady's slow decline. Like every game touchdown Tommy plays is one step closer to him getting fully fed up with playing for the Kangol hat. Like that dude's getting hit on almost every passing down and he just looks angrier and angrier. And now he's got this terrible, terrible Thursday night football moment to live down. Like I'm soaking it all up. Also, if the Packers absolutely dominate in this game against what should be a playoff contender at, with the Bucks, like we should start considering them the favorite to win the NFC and represent in February. Like 
because they look excellent. You could you could say in in the words of Lincoln Park, he's one step closer to the edge and he's about to break. You've never been whiter to me, but I appreciate it. Um, I, it would have been funny if the I see your, your I see your Lincoln Park quote, and I raise <laughs> you. In the end, it doesn't really matter. Eric, care to come in for the for the goal here to give us our two assists? <laughs> That he finished the refrain. What are you talking about? I was just waiting for you to give us another white guy Lincoln Park quote, but thank you for ruining the moment. Um, so my game to watch this week is going to be... I ruined uh, the moment? Much- that was me. I ruined the moment. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, but no, my, my game to watch my game to watch this week, uh, dude, it's the, the quarterback showdown we've all been waiting for. Chiefs-Bills in Buffalo, Monday evening at 5 p.m., which is just a nightmare for anyone who actually wants to watch the game because most people work are working then and you'll be commuting home for most of the first quarter slash second quarter. I will probably be still working when the game's over, but anyway, it's Mahomes. It's fucking tall boy, Josh Allen bet the over fucking the chiefs defense hasn't has left a lot to be desired this year. Um, the bills defense much better, but also it's Pat Mahomes. So I think I think that's one hundred percent the game to watch. And uh, for me, that's my that's my AFC Championship game. I'm just going to call it right now. This is a preview for the AFC Championship. Kieran, let me ask you something. Uh, let me answer you something. Kansas City is away at Buffalo this game, and they are favored by three and a half points. Is that fair? Yeah, because they're the defending Super Bowl champs. I think if they hadn't won the Super Bowl, I would be favored here just based on the year they've been having on the year that Josh has been having on the year that their defense has been having. But no, I mean, like I kind of get it. You have to give the edge to the guys who won the big game last year. And, you know, a three and a half point spread in football is fucking nothing. Um, If you're betting, I, you know, parlay the bills to win and the over because I feel like that one's going to, it's going to have a nice payoff and it's going to hit. Jerome, who would you be picking in this game? I'm taking Bills. Mm-hmm. Um, simply because I think the Bills do have a better defense. And I feel like their offense can come overcome Kansas City's defense. I got to say, I have been disappointed with the Bills for the most part. I think they are a team whose passing offense is great. Their rushing offense is bad. It's not okay, it's bad. Their defense... Well, their quarterback is their rushing offense. That's why. That's a problem, man. It's not like it's Lamar Jackson yeah. rushing for 1,200 No, no, guys. that is a problem. Yeah, no, for yeah. sure it's a problem. I'm just saying. That's yeah. why. Yeah, exactly. Um, their defense allows a lot of points. I don't know that this is a complete team. I'm taking the Chiefs all day. Um, Jerome, what's your game of the uh, game of the week? Steelers-Browns. Yes. That was my number two. That was my number two. This is why I chose Packers Bucks so that you guys could choose those. Go. Just now you're you're a real American here, aren't you? I bud? need I need I need Baker to show up and be the quarterback that we believed him to be. I'm taking Browns to win. Let's go. Browns at home. Fun stat for you guys. Did you know that last week uh Bayfield uh broke the record for the most wins at 
whatever the name of that stadium is. So Baker Mayfield broke the record for the most wins at First Energy Stadium last week when they won. Do you know who had the record that? Bernie Kosar? Ben Roethlisberger. He broke the record uh, of Ben Roethlisberger for the most wins at First Energy Stadium. The four, the, uh, which I have to imagine is a record that's been standing for at least five to ten years. That's easy. That's terrifying. God, that is just upsetting. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> I heard that the other. I think it was on Monday Night Football. And I was like, "Wow, that was." That's a tough pill to swallow as a Browns fan. I don't know if it's a tough pill to swallow because it's like, oh, yeah, finally we have the winningest quarterback in this stadium. Finally, after all these years, Ben Roethlisberger isn't the only quarterback who can win here. I I feel like if you're a Browns fan, you can swallow plenty at this point. I got to say, I got to say, I mean, (laughs) the the Steelers, I think the Steelers are a great team, but I honestly, I don't know what to make of their offense. Like, they show so many things there. Well, but I don't know that that's true. I mean, they seem pretty effective. Last week, they hung 32 points. That's not an easy task to do. They do it by running the ball and not passing much, and then they do it with deep passes. I, I have no idea. And on the other side of the ball, like, I still don't know if I can trust Baker Mayfield. I was going to say, I was going to say, if we were going to talk about games from last week, like the Baker Mayfield P River showdown, to me, just shows me that, like, how important quarterback is in this league because those are two great teams in the Browns and the Colts who were derailed by their quarterbacks throwing pick after pick. Like I don't trust, I don't trust Baker at all, but I do trust the philosophy that the Browns have offensively where they just run the ball all the time. They've got great skill players. You know what I mean? Absolutely. We'll say this about this year, man. Like, Absolutely, absolutely, like terrible take by me thinking that the Browns were good this year. Talk about being late to the fucking party, or being early to the fucking party, man. Holy shit, I was riding the Browns like they. Oh my god, like I was so high on the Browns last year. Now they're proving me after I've denounced them after the end of last year. Yeah, I think I think that's gonna. I might be the biggest mush in podcast history for the NFL. (laughs) I will say this. I will say this. When you. When you face a great defense like the Browns are about to do against the Steelers, the one way to defeat them is to just absolutely commit to one part of your offense, which is running the ball all the time. I don't know, man. The Steelers' defense isn't that great. The Eagles almost beat them. Yeah, I mean, and that's and that's fair. And and they I, almost did that by running the ball a lot, which is obviously the Browns. No offense, no. Kieran. Real quick. Who do you have winning that game? Browns and Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. Brown. I thought it was in Cleveland. Well, no. No, I believe it is in Pittsburgh. Oh no, it is in, in Pittsburgh. Sorry. Um, I still, I still like the Browns. I'm taking the Steelers. Just real quick, because I, I would, I would like to do this from now on for our, for our games to watch. Do picks for it. So, okay. so Packers at Tampa Bay. Jerome, who do you have? Uh, I have Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has a much better – the secondary for Tampa Bay is so good. So young, fast. They're getting better every game. Uh, Tampa Bay. Karen, who do you think is going to win? Packers at Tampa Bay. 
Um, I got Tampa Bay, dude. Uh, Tampa is allowing fans. They got that going for them. Uh, they got, you know, arguably a top two quarterback in the NFL. Top two quarterback all time, some might argue. They have weapons. I don't know. I think I think this is where the this is where the Aaron Rodgers revenge tour gets a little bit derailed. Yeah, give me the Packers all day. I think it's going to be a blowout too. I I just don't think that Tom Brady can keep up. I'll take them, especially when you have Aaron. Jones. I don't think the Packers D is that good though. The Packers D doesn't necessarily have to be that good. I don't think Tampa Bay is going to score on every drive. I think they get in their own way with penalties, and I think that Aaron uh, Rodgers is good enough to rack up twenty one points, and then. Aaron Jones is good enough to ice the game. So remember, Karen, this is the same guy that has a lot that, that thinks that and also has all those other dumb thoughts and ideas that he has all the other time. So I take it with a grain of salt. It's true. My dark horse for MVP, Philip Rivers. Let's not talk about it. Games to sleep through Jerome. Uh, Games to sleep through uh, giants, Redskins snore. It's a battle for Trevor, bro. Yikes. It's sad, but it's true. It's, the Giants don't want Trevor Lawrence. They don't want Daniel Jones true. either. Jesus Christ. They don't want to keep turning the ball over on offense. Fuck. How much longer? Can they Eli, I feel like. Oh yeah. Point, no, he's not. Eli he's back. not taking a, he's not taking a page out of Josh Allen's playbook or anything. Okay. Yeah. Fair. But I'm just saying like, at least Josh Allen also like wins games. Josh Allen also has a better defense to rely on. Let's put the blame on everyone else. They beat you. Karen. Karen. <laughs> um, Jets, Dolphins. Honestly, I mean, like, Washington Giants was my pick. But, you know, if you, if you were to take Fitzmagic out of the equation, there's not much that this game has to offer. The only positive that can ever come out of this is that Adam Gase is removed from the NFL forever. And that's all I care about. Honestly, like I, I don't, I don't give a fuck about the Jets, but I just feel bad that Adam Gase is just running this franchise into the ground. Quick thought: like you're, you're a franchise in a like top three sports city in the nation, and you're a joke. So I was, I was talking to someone about this beforehand, and Jets fans everywhere, and everyone is talking about. Adam Gase is terrible. Adam Gase is awful. First of all, Adam Gase is a career winning record. Or I think Adam Gase is a career record of like 450, right? Like like 45%. He's not that bad as an as as a head coach in terms of wins and losses. But that's not the point. That's not what I'm getting at. What yeah, I'm but saying like, is, you know, you can you can thank Peyton Man- you can thank Peyton Manning for a lot of that. That's not true. That's not true. First of all, as a head coach, he never had Peyton Manning. He had Brian Tannehill in Miami. But what I'm saying is Everyone's pointing the finger at Adam Gase. This franchise has been terrible for 10, 12 years. This isn't an Adam Gase problem. This is a Jets problem. This is a management problem. This is, this is a problem where the Johnsons let Adam Gase walk through the door. They let the wolf in, and then they're surprised and shocked. Okay. Let's, let's, let's not give Adam Gase any more credit than we're already giving him by calling him a wolf. I would say, <laughs> I would say he's more like a vampire. They, yeah, they invited the vampire. No, he's like a he's he's like a three legged coyote that like snuck into the chicken coop while the rooster was taking a shit. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's what Adam Gase is. He's like a succubus. He just he just comes in and takes the soul out of you, and all you're left with is nothing. And that's where the Jets are. 
That's what the Jets are. My my team yeah. is they could have they could have traded they could have traded away Love Bell. Someone would have traded for him, but no, no. let's cut no. him. He's been on the trading block for a while now. Nobody would take him. You know what? You know what? The other thing is too is you know <laughs> damaged goods. Le'Veon Bell stole twenty six or something like that million dollars from the Jets. Said thank you very much and walked out the door. He doesn't give a fuck. He still gets paid for this year. He gets paid. Yep. Like by the Jets, right? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, if I'm him, just like go sign somewhere nice for a team that's like not gonna give a shit how well you do. Like you're just like go sign in Miami. Yeah. He honestly, I think I still think it's Arizona or New England. I think those are the two spots that he goes. Signs a one year deal, plays it out, and then Whatever. I think if I'm him, I think if I'm him, I'll, I'm going to sign in Arizona because at least you get like, I don't know, you got a shot at playing on like a, a good team in a decent. Like, I feel like him for at this point, it's just like he's just going like real estate shopping. And I'd rather buy a house in Arizona than a house in fucking Worcester. I'll say this his number one goal right now has got to be just prove to everyone you're not washed because I'm a big Lev Bell fan and I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, I, f- I feel like that's like a next season kind of goal. I feel like at this point, it's like you already got your fucking money. Just kind of like wait it out. And then like, well, how many, how many years was that contract for? Or I mean, at this four. point, it doesn't matter because he's just. It was initially for four, but it's, yeah, it's null and void now. But. So, yeah, so now he's technically a UFA. So now you, now you go shopping for a team that can actually like, you know, show you off and prove that you're a good running back. Yeah. He might get the Kareem Hunt treatment. He might also play like one out of four downs, you know, he might, he might not see much action at all. He might just be a receiving back truly anyway. So my, my game to snooze through this week, not meant to hate on you, buddy, but Ravens Eagles, it's like, no. And you know what? It's not, it's not actually because of the Eagles. It's really not. Honestly, the Ravens went from one of the most exciting teams to watch to a team. I could go all regular season avoiding watching and I could be fine with it. Like I don't find them entertaining or fun to watch at all. Nothing about them excites me. Lamar Jackson, to me, the wonder, the intrigue, it's gone. And the Eagles are just a solid no for me, dog. Like, so no, I'm good. I'd agree with that. I feel I feel like Lamar Jackson has had that kind of same effect that like Dak and Zeke had both their rookie years. Like it was kind of like, holy fucking shit, look at these guys here. And then it was like, you know, Lamar last year was like, oh, Lamar can't fucking throw the ball. Like, it's Flacco's team, blah, blah, blah. You know, they won, like, you know, Flacco won them the Super Bowl. And then it was like, Lamar Jackson was like, oh, yeah, fuck you, watch me. And then he had the year he had last year. And now it's kind of just like, all right, well, now we know how to play against that. So we can adjust accordingly. Same thing happened with the Cowboys in, what was it, 2016? Yeah. Dak and Zeke's rookie year, it was kind of, you know, they went 13 and three because it was just like, what the fuck's, like, we don't know what to do here. And now that you've seen film on them for the last three years, it's like, you can prepare for them. I, I'll say this like, they are 100% a candidate for a team that could go on a 10 game or 12 game winning streak and finish out the, the season atop their conference because they figure it out. But that still doesn't mean I want to watch them this week against the Eagles. Not a chance. Pass on that game. 
You need to work on your sound effects, bud. Give me Jack. Give me a Jack. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Come on. You need it. You know what you really need to do for me here, Eric, is you need, uh, you need to, to work on your sound effects. Work on the sound effects. I need to feel it. I want you to make me feel like I'm in the room. Get a southern vibe there, but we'll take. Honestly, actually, honestly, that made that it sounded a little bit more like Pacino than anything. I want to feel it. I want to feel it. I'm gonna find you, Christ. Okay, I'm gonna catch you. (laughs) One slip up, I'm gonna get you. All right, all right, all right. Are we doing answer the internet? Uh, no, I don't have answer the internet here. It's at the other house already. Give us the outro intro i think that's it bang bang i think that's it thank you very much for listening this week ladies and gentlemen uh we are excited for another week of football and other lesser known sports uh and we'll uh bring it to you after week six have a good night (laughs) 